Hey listeners, are you living your dreams? Are you doing what makes you happy? Are you surrounding yourself with great people who motivate you to take charge of your life? Did you say yes or no? No worries. Well, let's just say you are tuned in to the right podcast. We are here to motivate and inspire. Dream Team Nation podcast stands for live your dreams, build a team and become a nation. So sit back and enjoy the show. And now here's your host, Ulysses Flag. Welcome back podcast listeners to another episode of the Dream Team Nation podcast. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast and each and every episode. I really do appreciate your time and your attention. Now, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Now, we have a special guest on the show today. His name is Linnell Young. A lot of you may have heard the very first interview that I had with Linnell, which is cool. Now, if you're new, then go back and listen to the first interview with Linnell and catch up with this one if you have time. So, now, Linnell Young is a financial educator, and he's a 100% debt-free motivational speaker. So, if you're in debt, you need to get your finances right, you need to get your credit right, Linnell is the guy that you need to speak with. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get straight into this episode. So, I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, podcast listeners. So I'm here with Linnell Young. He's the founder of Dead Ain't My Daddy. This is um, part two of another episode with Linnell. We're going to be talking about debt and a lot of other things. So if you haven't heard everything and if you haven't heard the first episode, go back and listen to the first episode with me and Linnell. We was talking and we had an interview and he was just discussing a lot of things about how to get out of debt and understanding debt and credit and all of those things. So if you don't know, Linnell is a 100% financial educator and a debt-free motivational speaker. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of you guys, listeners may be in debt and you need to get out of debt and try to figure out how to quit living paycheck to paycheck and just want to have have a debt-free lifestyle. Linnell is the person that you need to be listening to. I mean, he's got very valuable information that you guys can put in your life and it can be life changing for you. So without further ado, let me introduce you guys to Linnell Young. How you doing, sir? Well, I'm glad to have you back. You know, I'm glad to have you back. Um, you know, I've been watching, as I was telling you, I've been watching a lot of your YouTube videos and I'm like, man, this guy should be having a lot of followers, a lot of subscribers because we got millions of people in debt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, a lot of people should be tuned into what you talking about and what you're trying to, you know, your message and everything. So it's just marketing. I got to get myself out there. It's just marketing. I don't know about me yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's see. So, all right, Linnell, the first thing I really want to ask you and talk about with you is, you know, what are the two languages of money?
you only speak debt. Once I became debt free, I understood that there's a whole different, totally different language that is spoken. And if you, it, most people that are in debt have no idea that the language of debt free even exists. Hmm. Yeah, because I, you know, I was thinking, you know, when I was younger, around 18, I got my first job. <clears throat> you know, I thought debt was just something that was normal that everybody should be in. You know, I didn't really, <laughs> you know, I didn't really realize that, you know, living debt free was less stressful until I like start working in my, well, until I start working in my job and I was working for several years and I was like, you know what, man, this can't be life, you know, just living in a debt matrix and paycheck to paycheck and you know what I'm saying just that same cycle but then when I started researching and just you know figuring out how to you know try to live a debt free lifestyle I became a lot less stressful a lot less worried you know and it and, and it lifted a burden I mean it lifted a burden off me spiritually you know what I'm saying so yeah, yeah. and I, you know and that should give you a hint that because I did the same way, especially at church. I, I listened to the people around me, and I thought that was just a way of life. And so if you actually think about it, think of all the people that you interacted with all the way up to, to your late 20s now. You're not even 30 yet, right? No, sir. 27. All through your life. Mm-hmm. All through your life, nobody has told you about being free, right? Isn't that pretty crazy? And I didn't really <laughs> learn it until early 40. Mm-hmm. So I let you know how many people are living in the debt matrix. Mm. Yeah, and I, I used to hear a lot of people say, you know, well, when you get a raise, you know, you should try to go out and get, you know, bigger things or, you know, a better car or, you know, they try to, you know, everybody go through that cycle. And I could never really understand that, you know, like just keeping up with the Joneses, you know, some people do it, some people do it without knowing that they're keeping up with the Joneses because they just keeping up with society. And so, you know, and I was like, you know what, I want to be different. You know, I want to, you know, try to pursue another path. And so when I realized that, you know, living debt free and how, you know, how free it felt and just how free it was and I was able to live, you know, be more abundant, you know what I'm saying? So I started to take that path. You know, mm. when the cable bill due, when the credit card bill due, when the when the car notes due, when the when the whatever <laughs> payments are due, right? Mm-hmm. When you're debt free, all that's gone. Mm. You don't have due dates. So imagine the stress that is released from your brain trying to keep track of all these due dates. They're mm. gone. That doesn't exist. When you don't have debt, there's no due date to keep track of. Yeah, and then too, I, you know what? I thought about you know with the government shutting down. And then, like you said, all the due dates. And, you know, and I thought about how all the employees, you know, they were saying that I researched it today and they was talking about, you know, how most of the employees still have to work, but they just can't get paid. And, you know, I'm like, man, people got mortgages, people got car notes, people got, you know, student loans and all of this. And I'm like, you know, just all of this debt up and then, you know, only depending on the government or that job to fund them, you know money or finances or whatever and so i was like man it's dangerous to be in debt like that because you know the debt i mean i don't think the mortgage you know the mortgage loaners and it's you know the student loan people i don't think they're going to be like 
you know, well, hey, we'll wait till the government stops shutting down, or, and then you know you can start back paying us again. I mean, they still you still got a deadline. <laughs> well, let me give you let me give an example of how money is spoken in two languages. Because when I listen to what you're saying, I hear when I hear the government shut down and stuff like that, I really don't pay attention to it personally because it doesn't have anything to do with me. So I don't really. I kind of listen okay. to it and then mm-hmm. I kind of just turn the channel because when you get free, you doesn't you, you don't pay attention. Yeah. To it, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's so, right. So let me give you an example of what, what I heard, what I did here. They said the government shutdown, some of the employees will not, probably not be getting paid, right? Yes, sir. Now, if they say that, if I, if I work for the government and they say that to me as a debt-free man, hey, you're going to work, but you're not going to get paid, I just quit. I say, goodbye. I'm not working for free. That's slavery. Mm-hmm. You can't. But the reason why they can make a person, the reason why a person stays and works for free because they're in debt, mm. and they don't want to possibly lose this job, even though they're not even getting paid. Because what if what if you went on one of your windows jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And that person said, "Hey, you listen. I want you to clean my windows, but I'm not going to pay you. Would you still clean your windows?" Mm-mm. To watch them. This is no. That's this free is no labor. Than a regular job. This is <laughs> that's no different than a regular job at all. So, but the re- but the people don't hear what they say. They're gonna stay because they're scared to lose a job that that's not gonna pay them. That doesn't even make sense because mm. of debt. Mm. So they're gonna give away the time. They're gonna give away the time in their life for free. Mm. That's what they're saying. But they don't realize they're saying it. Why? Because they only speak debt. Mm. Wow. So what does it, so what, and you're, I mean, you know, what does it mean to be debt free and what are, what are the steps that people can take to be debt free? Uh, to be financially free, once you're financially free, you understand that your time, the time in your life is the most valuable commodity on earth. You can't buy anymore. You can't borrow any from your friends. You can't, uh. You can't say, oh, I want to do a redo. Can I get some more time over here? You can't get any more. <laughs> time is the most valuable. So the first thing I tell people to do is grab all three of their credit reports and add up all their debt. Right? Mm-hmm. Most people are scared to even do that. Mm. They're scared to even do that, right? Mm. And once they see that number, you know what the next hardest step is to do? What's that? Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> So now, so now it's time to get in the mindset of sacrificing some things. Correct. To make that, you know, to get that number down. You know what the sacrifice is? What's that? Stop listening to society. Because mm. once you start doing it, like say like you start, I give this person a plan and they do it. Society's going to say, hey, what's wrong with you? You're broke. Why you got that old car? Why are you not going out on vacations every year? How can you not doing this? How can you not buying that? How mm. can you not have a new car? How can you not have a new phone? Mm. They're going to think you're broke. But that's only people in the debt matrix speak like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you know, I've seen, you know, I've been around several people 
and you know even like right now we're coming up on tax season so you know i see people getting new cars every year i mean you know the car lot i mean they have the little flags the bandanas and things like that ready to sell around this time so you know you got good deals i don't heard some of the deals where they were saying like you know you can get a car for a dollar off the lot you know <laughs> and so you know people just keep going through the same cycle i don't see where people you know have like three and four cars you know, every four or five years, you know, just swapping cars, getting cars with the tax money and still just going through that same cycle of, you know, being in debt, getting car loans, you know, and it just, I'm like, man, I don't, that just, that's just too much for me, you know, and so, mm-mm. I'm like, you know. So when you say that, let me step outside the debt matrix and tell you what that really is, okay? Okay. People, people that are happy about about getting their tax checks, that's a sign right there because it's 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 their money. It's no, there's no reason for they work for that money. Mm-hmm. They just gave too much to the government during the year, right? They just gave yep. too much to them, mm-hmm. and the government is just giving it back to them. So it's mm-hmm. not they, people believe the government is giving them something, right? And so when they're <laughs> if somebody's happy about their tax return. That's a sign for businesses, the surrounding businesses, to tell it tells them that this person doesn't know that this is their own money. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, businesses are like fishing. It's like a big pool. Imagine a big pond, and everybody in the middle of the pond, all the people that are happy about their tax return checks, right? Mm-hmm. And all the businesses, the car lot, have fishing poles that they're throwing their bait inside of this pond. Wow. And mm-hmm. open these people. They're hoping these people to bring their money over to their business because all they got to do is get them in that car and then they get all that money right from the bus. They don't care if that person has that car for like three or four months mm-hmm. or, or five months because they can't afford the payment. They just want to get them in the car, get the tax money that they don't realize is their own money. They just gave too much to the government. And now they got the money. Now, when once they once they finance the car, that's the bank's problem. And the bank repossesses the car a few months later. Mm. And then they probably and, and imagine. Look at the like. Look at the uh. There, there's when tax season comes. There's people on the corners in Halloween costumes asking to do their taxes in Halloween costumes. <laughs> and so people take their business. They take their business to a person in the house. Now, if you were on trial for murder and you walked into the lawyer's office and he had a, a Batman costume on, would you trust that? Would you trust that lawyer to represent you? Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Mm. Now, I heard you talk about um, being over and under the black line of you know being in debt. Uh, what do, I mean? What does that really mean? Okay. Okay. Like the zero. Now, if you if you add up all your debts, like say like you have a, let's just keep it simple. Say like you have a, a thirty thousand dollars student loan. Okay. Okay. And a thousand dollars saved in your your savings account. Okay. In real life, you have negative twenty nine thousand mm. dollars. That's below zero. That's negative. Mm. Now. Now, if you paid off that, if you paid off that student loan, say like you paid off the thirty thousand dollars student loan, and now you had a thousand dollars in your savings account, you're above the black line. You're in the black. You're above the black line, so you have one thousand dollars saved in your account with the student loan gone. That places you above in the black. So below the line, zero at the line. Below the line is in the negative. 
I mean, this, I mean, it seems so simple, but you know, yet a lot of people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it, that is true. It really is simple. I just don't, you know, I really don't understand because I really want to help people too. you know, understand that, you know, they don't necessarily have to get the newest of things. They don't have to be in this debt. Now I may, I may be wrong on this, but you know, people, I think that a lot of people are in debt because they choose to be in debt. Unconsciously. Unconsciously. Okay. okay. Because it doesn't have anything to do with education. Mm -hmm. I don't care if a person's a doctor, lawyer, brain surgeon, uh, a successful business person. Mm -hmm. It's a mentality mindset. So it doesn't matter the amount of money you make. Okay. It really doesn't. Okay. So I guess. Or you're smart, so whatever. So I guess when you, I mean, I, I guess when you really start to see both size of the language of money you know when you're being i mean because you've been you've been debt you've been in debt before and then now you're debt free so i get like for you you can see the trap so you, that don't bother you anymore i mean you can't you understand no. it mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't uh you you actually see how businesses now don't get you don't get me wrong whenever i talk about a business I'm not talking about them in a negative way because mm -hmm. you never mix your personal feelings with business. Business is business. Business is designed to make money. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about banks, they, what is the business of banks? They, they're in the business of making money, period. Mm -hmm. They don't care about your feelings. Math doesn't care about how people feel. Mm. Now, uh, with, the, uh, with the black line, you know, what if you have good credit? What if you have good credit, but you're under the black line? I mean, is that even possible? Yes, I have good credit. And, you know, I have good credit. I'm above the black line. But you can have mostly people with good credit are in debt. They're below the black line. Mm -hmm. So when you hear a person, so in a debt matrix, when a person, when people hear a person has an 800 credit score, they automatically assume that that person has money. That person manages money well. That's oh, not true. okay, okay. Okay, so, so it's not, not true. I mean, that's not one hundred percent true. That's not one hundred percent true. Okay. What it is is that, like today, when I see a person's credit score, that means absolutely nothing to me, good or bad. It doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. I want to see that person's credit report. They can have an eight hundred credit score, but be five hundred thousand dollars in debt. I don't want that. Okay. There's no way. <laughs> okay. Credit scores are not credit scores are not free. You must remain in debt to have a high credit score. Mm. So, I mean, is it That's possible? I mean, like, is it fair to say, you know, the higher the credit score, the more debt, the more in debt you're in, unless you pay off that debt? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your statement. Like, pretty much, like, if someone, like you did say, if someone have an 800 credit score, now, is it, is it possible that, they don't, they're not even in debt. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the more, I mean, I guess what I'm saying, like, the more your credit score is, the higher you in debt. If I kind of. No, no, it's, it's no, Okay. It's, I know what you're saying. Okay. It's possible to have a high credit score and not be in debt. Yes, it is possible. Oh, okay. That is my possible. My credit score, the last time I saw my credit score was like 780 something. Mm-hmm. Now, should people, I mean, should people check on their credit score, I mean, annually? I mean, how should people even check on their credit score? 
if they. I tell people this is the, this is the main thing I ask a person that needs to check on a credit score. I'll ask them, "Hey, do you know how much debt you're in?" If they say no, they need to check. Hmm. If somebody okay. asks me, "Linnell, how much debt are you in?" I say zero. Hmm. I, okay. I always know the number. Okay. Now, um, cause I know that they were saying like. Well, in a lot of places where, you know, where you try to rent a home, you know, they check credit score, you know, you um, apply for a job, they check credit score, and um, and I forgot what they call it, but, I mean, it, it goes against you every time you check it, though, right? Correct? Uh, that's what I hear. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, hey, now... Hey, oh, no, you can go ahead. Okay. Now, credit, the, the purpose of credit is to use it, right? Mm -hmm. to use it. Why does it go against you if you use it? Mm, I don't even know. I, you know, I never. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. People don't pay attention to it. If, if the purpose is to use it, and then you use it, and then it's counted against you, does that make any financial <laughs> That don't make any sense. Yeah, because you know what? I. I tried, you know, I used to check it a lot and, you know, I used to get these um, little flags that come up and saying, well, you know, you can only check it six times or something like that. It's been a while since I checked it, but, um, you know, I was like, well, why, why is it counting against me? I mean, this is my credit score. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I'm like, I mean, it just seemed like a game to me. Honestly, it, it seemed like a game. <laughs> It's a business, okay. Don't say like that. Let me give you let me give you let me give you another one, okay? And you're not even gonna notice what I'm gonna ask you, okay? Okay. So what is your credit score? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> okay. That, that's the first problem, all right? Okay. Now now most of the people most of the people sometimes when you ask people a credit score, they always say, Oh, it's it's uh it's seven hundred. Let's just throw out a number. Seven hundred, okay? Okay. Sense. Mm -mm. <laughs> if there's three different credit scores and one of you, how is that even financially possible? How's that possible? I can't have three wow. different credit scores and there's only one of you. <laughs> I ain't never thought about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I ain't never really thought about that one. Now. That's a good one. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what they want you to keep, not thinking about it. Mm. Exactly. Okay, so, <laughs> but I mean, but like, you know, I mean, but you have to use credit for certain things, though. I mean, like, should, I mean, okay, like say, what? all right, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, <clears throat> what if you are debt free, you know, and then, but you try to go in, but you don't have cash to buy a certain thing, you know, whatever you're trying to buy, you know, it could be, let's say it's, when you're, you're, when you're debt free, you have cash. Okay. okay. Trust me on that. Okay. So somebody asked me this the other day. Okay. Somebody asked me this the other day. I'm gonna give you an example. He said, Linnell, what if I'm trying to rent an apartment and I don't have credit? How am I gonna get the apartment? I said, I'll tell you what, this is what I would do. I'd walk up to the apartment complex and say, Hey, I don't have credit, but I'll pay for a whole year. If I pay for a whole uh, year front, 
<laughs> Would you give me a month off? There's not an apartment complex that's going to turn me down if I pay for a whole year. They're not. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> and, they'll give me, and they'll probably give me a free month. And I'll get a better deal than a person with credit. That's how it works. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so now, yeah, I know I did hear you say, you know, you can, if someone trying to sell like a car, you know, they in debt themselves and they may have, you know, they may be trying to sell the car for like 18000 And if you have cash for maybe like fifteen to fourteen, they'll take it, <laughs> you know, to try to keep themselves out of debt. So pretty much if you face, if you face them with cash, if they know you got cash, they'll, they won't turn you down pretty much. Percent of Americans are in debt. They're mm-hmm. not going to turn you down. Okay. Now, Kelly Blue Book. Kelly Blue Book doesn't matter to me when I buy a car. I don't care what Kelly Blue Book says. That has nothing to do with me. Mm. Yeah. Only have anything to do with people who's in the debt matrix. Or who's... Only people in the debt matrix. Mm. Now, what I mean, what would be your advice to an 18-year-old who's about, you know, who's about to get into the real world? You know, they about to choose between getting a college loan or you or joining the workforce. I mean, what would your advice be to them? You know, what should they this even would be know? My advice. Okay. This that's a great question. This would be my advice. If they're going to college, okay, if they decide they're gonna go to college, look around in the world. Don't take advice from anybody else. Look around and see what jobs are relevant. What jobs are relevant in today's world? That would make them a lot, the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Now, if they got, if they don't have money to go to college, go ahead and get a student loan. Go ahead and do that. Okay, I, I'm not against it, but get enough just to cover your expenses. No extra, no extra to buy shoes and clothes and all this other stuff. Get a job for all that stuff. Get so when you when you say a student loan, when you say a student loan, are you talking about? I mean, are you talking about masters, bachelors, associates? Any? I'm just talking about that. I'm just talking about bachelors. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, bachelors. And uh, and get a get that loan, right? And mm-hmm. then as soon as you graduate, move back home. Get as soon as you graduate, get that job. Move back home. Pay your parents rent because they're probably your parents. The parents are probably in debt, so they're not going to turn down rent money from their 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 child. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're not going to turn that down. Mm-mm. Stay there until you pay that student loan off completely. Don't buy no new car. Don't buy no new nothing. Because all your friends will be buying all this stuff. They're going to get out. Get them, they're going to get that job. They're going to get a house, car, clothes. Let them do it. Don't follow them. They're going to call you a bum. Oh, you ain't nothing. You still live at home with your mom. You're sorry. Whatever. Only people in the debt matrix talk about that. Let them talk. Let them talk. Okay. Those are the ones that... Those are the ones that's going to keep their student loans for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Don't worry about them. All right? Mm-hmm. Pay yours off. Get one credit card. One. One credit card. Use that card everywhere. Buy your shoes. Buy everything. Food, clothes. Pay your lights. And pay it off at the end of every month. This will help you build your credit. Because some people will need credit to buy a house in the future. Mm-hmm. So just use that one credit card, but make sure you don't have to. The myth is that you have to have revolving credit. That is a that is a complete lie. You you pay it off at each month, and it will help you build your credit with one credit card. Never pay interest. Pay it off in full every month. Period. Mm-hmm. Once you pay that student loan off, and then you can move out of your parents' house in the black above zero, you will be financially ahead of forty four million people. Right off the bat, in your twenties, in your twenties, 
You know what? You know what I thought about as you were saying all of this. I was thinking, like, have you ever thought about um, speaking like at a school or maybe like a college? You know, high school kids who's fit to get ready to transition into this type of, you know, I to this world. To. It's just more, I, I, I need to get some marketing. I gotta get. I gotta okay. get with somebody mm-hmm. to, uh, to do that, man. And I fly down and just do it because mm-hmm. I want to. I want to get out of high school, out of college, and especially your age. You guys, you're not even thirty yet, man, and you can just. Oh my God! You know, I don't want. To, I, like when I when I ask you what your credit score is, I never ever want you to tell me again. I don't know. Okay. That, when it comes when it comes to you know, it's, you know what that sounds like to me is like uh, when you get done with your window cleaning and then your customer goes, "Hey, you listen? What should I pay you?" Oh, I don't know. Are okay. you gonna say that to them? Mm 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 mm. <laughs> no, I don't say that. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. So always, so always know your credit score. Always. Okay. I get, I get on that. Make sure I get on that ASAP. Um. Now, when you, and you know, I've been around a lot of people that was, you know, especially around my age, and you know, people say, well, no, I don't want to. You know, everybody's so quick to jump and leave home. And, you know, they don't want to go back home and live with the parents for another, you know, five or so years, you know, to cover their uh, student loans. And so, I mean, but what what you're saying is very true and it's very helpful because, you know, if people really take the, the information that you just gave them and, you know, they apply it and, and do move back home, you know what I'm saying? They, they will be better off in a better place. They won't have to worry about you know, the student loans 10 plus years from now, because, you know, once you get in your career, I know a lot of people that, you know, once they get in their career, now they got mortgages, they got car, you know, they got houses and I mean, you know, they got all this stuff. Now they have to put, they have to pay a minimum on the student loans. So now they paying student loans for 10 plus years, 15, 20. And so if, like I said, if they really do take your information in and apply it to themselves, I think they'll be off in the long run. Like you said, Cannot listen to society. You cannot listen to your mm. friends. Your friends will keep you in debt because there are millions of people out there that believe they own stuff and they own nothing. There's millions of people that calling themselves homeowners with mortgages. They own mm. nothing. Mm. Whether they believe it or not, the bank doesn't care if they believe it or not. It doesn't matter what they believe. Mm. If they if they believe they're homeowners, oh well, they believe they're homeowners. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I, I hear a lot of people using that term too. You know. I mean, they do have a house payment or they do have a mortgage, but yet they consider that's their home. And so, you know, I look, like I said, I'm looking at stuff like, you know, when you have job cutbacks, um, when your job, you know, for instance, like if you're working at a factory and, the, and you know, the whole factory plantation just move off to another state, you know, now you left with the, you know, you left with the mortgage, maybe without a home. And, um, and you got to change careers or change jobs. Yeah, they really can. Mm-hmm. Like when you're debt free and your business says, "Hey, we're moving," you know, when you when you have money stacked and you you don't have no debt, you're like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> it's business. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's nothing personal. You know, it's like nothing a, personal. For example, when when uh when it, when businesses go on strike because they're not up in the pay wage and all this other stuff, you know, and so people are picketing and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, when you're debt free, you know what you hear when you're debt free? Hey. 
money that you're asking, so we don't want to pay it to you. I, I just go like this. Well, I believe I am, so I'm leaving. Goodbye. Okay. Mm. I'm not thinking. Oh, you don't believe I'm worth it? Okay, goodbye, business. I'm not standing out in front of the line getting paid at those pennies to stand on a picket line, and they get mad at other people that are crossing the line. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> mm. So you got to know your value. Yeah, you got to know your fine. worth. Exactly. You got to, when you're debt free, you understand your time is the most valuable thing mm. in, on earth. And you you have to know your worth. It doesn't matter what the business believes. If you know you're good at what you do, you mm-hmm. just leave. And somebody will pay, another business will pay you accordingly. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? I, I don't forget who I was listening to, but, um, you know, a lot of people, I mean, they, they couldn't understand what this guy was saying. And I, he was trying to, maybe, I think it was a program that he was trying to sell. And one of his programs was like $1,000. And, you know, someone in the comment was like, you know, well, who would pay $1,000 for a program? But, you know, the guy, he knew how much the program was worth because that's the program that he came up with. And he felt like that's how much it was worth. I mean, it's always someone that will buy your, you know, your product. You know, maybe that person might not had it and they, you know, devalued it and thought that it wasn't worth it. But it's someone always out there who's going to, you know, buy it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how much I charge a thousand dollars. And what that is, is that you have to be ready to hear. I mean, you know, personally, you listen, you can see around the people you talk to. You got to be ready to hear what I'm saying. And it's so simple. People don't believe it because it sounds too simple. Mm hmm. So they don't, they, so they don't believe it. It's got to be more than that. No, it's just fifth grade math. People will get mad if you say it's just fifth grade math. Are you calling me stupid? No, I'm not calling you stupid. Yeah, I laugh. I laugh every time you say it's fifth grade math, which and it really is true. It really is true. Yeah. It really is true. Yeah. So. Mm. yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it take a lot of reprogramming. It take a lot of reprogramming for people to understand it. slave to the lender all the time, you know, have someone disturbing me all the time of the day, questioning me about when I'm going to pay this, or Mr. Flat, do you need this, and, you know, sending free keys in the mail, <laughs> you know, from the dealerships, trying to get you to purchase new things, I'm like, nah, that's just too much. <laughs> too much? Yes, yeah, so, so, um... <clears throat> Now, what I mean, what is your advice to someone, you know, who feel like they really, you know, they just feel like they really can't get out the debt matrix. You know, they don't make all of these decisions, these choices. And now they just feel like they just overwhelmed and they just really can't see a way out of it. I mean, what is your I mean, what is your steps? I mean, what is your advice for them to take 
the step, the necessary steps to get out of get out of the debt matrix? Well, first I'll tell them. If they tell me that, I'll just tell them that's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a feeling, and math doesn't care about their feelings. Okay, and so I, the reason why they feel that way is because they don't have a plan. Okay. And so what I do, what I do is create a plan. Okay, and I create and I prove it with math. Now, nobody, math is either going to be right or wrong. Now, if I show a person the math and they just don't like it or they feel bad about it, I, I'll say, you just feel bad about it, but is my math right? I know you don't <laughs> like it, but is it right? Okay. And if they say it's right, I'm going to say, okay, now you have to believe it. You have to believe mm. this, whatever this number is, this is how much it's going to cost you for your freedom. Mm. Period. And then I can give them a plan on how to get out of that. There's several ways to get out of this, out of that. There are several ways, mm. but they have to believe it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it, and it's possible. It's very possible to get out of it. And like I said, you know, and I think it'll stop a lot of worrying on a lot of households, you know, because. You know, especially with, you know, with divorce itself, you know, they say that money is one of the biggest reasons why people get a divorce. So, obviously, it's not people... Money. It's debt. It's debt. debt. It's debt. Not money. I never, I never heard one person say, you know what, I divorced my husband because he kept putting hundreds of thousands of dollars in my account. <laughs> okay. And I told him to stop putting that much money in my account, so I divorced him because of that money. Yeah. <laughs> he put too much money in my account, so I divorced him. So it's so it's debt, yeah. And, and, and you know what, people, you know, like I said, and when you be when you have all that debt, and you know, a lot of people feel like they just lost, but you know, they they made the they made the choice, and, and you know, it's, it it will be hard, and you know, I think it will be hard. You know, you do got to make a lot of sacrifices. You do have to make sacrifices. You have to retrain your brain. And, you know, you can't worry about what the next person is doing or what the neighbors is doing because you have to worry about your own personal finances and how you're going to be able to, you know, provide for your family. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's doable. It's very doable. I just felt like, you know, I really don't want to make that choice because some of the some of the choices that you make, I mean, some of these financial choices that you make, they become long term deals. You know what I mean? And it can take, you know, sometimes it can take a while to overcome that. So I was like, you know what? A few years ago, I was like, that ain't that ain't something that I want to be in. You know, I don't necessarily have to have the newest car. I don't necessarily have to go out and get, you know, the newest of whatever it is. So you know, I was like, you know what? I want to stay debt free as much as possible so that I can be like you say over the black line and rather than being under the line and then you know being frustrated all the time and being worried and stuff like that so you always want to make sure your finances stay in the black like for your generation right now 27 you might have that you're starting to get society pressure you need to have a you need to be a certain job status you need to have a house you gotta have a two point five cars, uh, three point five kids. And, you know, you get this pressure because you believe thirty is is old or something. You know, and I, I remember that age because you think it's old. No, that's just the beginning. You're younger than ever. You you just you just believe you're old. It's a, it's a myth with society. It's 
Yeah, and I think, man, you talked about that once in the last um, episode about being 30. A lot of people think that that's the cap age of when you should have everything in order. And you know what? I right. used to th- I used to think the same thing, you know. But now I'm coming to realize that, you know, a lot of people, you know, I seen, I think it was on Instagram, and I could be wrong on the numbers, but a lot of the uh, millionaires, they didn't become successful until, like, you know, the late – 20s and some was the early 30s you know i can't give an accurate name right now but you know some of the millionaires i mean they only became successful and you know in the later years and so you know i don't understand how we you know i mean to me i think it was a lot that you had to have everything together by 30 because i still feel like 30 is still young you know even though i'm pushing 30 soon so you know i just feel like that's still young and i still got a life to go so well, you got look at it this way. Look at it this way. If you, how if if how are you going to understand true wealth if you don't understand the wealth you have today? Right. Mm. If you don't know how much debt you're in, if you don't know what your credit score is right now, you'll never understand big money. Mm-hmm. Right. So wealth is really not an age. If you understand what I'm telling you today, and it's real simple: keep your finances in the black. Don't use credit. Mm. As a consumer, there's two sides to credit, okay? Okay. There's also, I, I look at, there's three sides, excuse me, there's three sides. There's the consumer side, and there's the, it's like a, it's like a coin. There's the consumer side, there's the business side, and then there's the edge. When mm. you're debt free, you live on the edge of the coin. You can see both sides. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see you want to, you don't want to live on the consumer side of credit. You do not want to live there. That's where the majority of the population live. Mm. They worship credit. Mm. They, they believe they can't do anything with the credit. Mm. That's the side you do not want to be in. Okay. But 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 it is but it is good though to have good credit because like what if you have I heard someone say you know and I'm talking about a personal situation that I've been in, I mean, don't have anything to do with me, but like I knew a friend or I was talking with someone and they was like, well, you know what? I really don't care about credit because, you know, I buy everything cash, so I'm not worried about my credit score. You know what I'm saying? As far as that, I'm not worried about trying to get it above 750 or 800 because I, I can just, I just pay it cash. So it can be 525. You know, I don't care about the credit score. So I mean, what, what I mean, what do you say to people like that? I mean, is that okay for them to you know, talk like that? Or yeah, as long as, as long as they don't have bad credit, okay. credit score really doesn't mean anything. As long as they don't have bad credit, bad I mean, credit is bad. That is bad. That's the reason why it's bad in front of it. It's bad because you're not paying some bills, you're in some collections or whatever, right? This is and this is what the majority of the population don't get. Okay, people with bad credit usually have less debt than people that with good credit because I've seen people with 800 credit score with $500,000 in debt and then I'll see another person with a 500 or 550 or whatever in the 500 with $10,000 worth of debt, right? They don't realize that they're closer to zero than the person with 800. They don't realize that. Hmm. They don't realize their, their ticket to freedom is only $10,000. The person in 800's credit score is 
$10,000, you're free. You're free forever. You're financially free. You're in the black. Mm. But, the, but society has put the script on most of the people so they don't really understand it. Mm. That's why the information I'm sharing is so valuable because it's so simple and yet it's so hard. Yeah, and you know what? That's why I never like when you know when I'm passing by people houses and then you know you see a lot of people living in eight hundred thousand dollar houses. I mean, you just never know that person. And I used to always want you know all the I used to see so many foreclosures and you know I'm like well, yeah. you know obviously this something must have happened. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, man, I just wouldn't want to be that person right now. You know, to have eight hundred thousand dollars in debt and now you just yeah. foreclose. You know, your house just foreclosed or whatever. So, you know, you probably got to end up paying that back. And, you know, I don't know if it could have been a job loss or whatever. But, you know, I just want to ha- let people know that, you know, you shouldn't always look at what the Jones is doing. Just always worry about, you know, what your financial cap is and, you know, keep yourself, like you said, keep, make sure you have your being in the right position, you know, to be, be, to live wealthy pretty much. You know, and I used to think that wealthy had a lot to do with, having a lot of money, <laughs> but you know, it really don't have anything to do with having a lot of money though. And that's what I'm learning as well. When, you, when you're in debt and you're blind, you can't see or understand it. The only thing you can go by is people's stuff. Like if they have a nice house, if they have a nice car, you're like, oh, that person must be rich because they're driving a Porsche or they must be rich because they're living in that neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. When you're debt free, like me, People stuff me absolutely nothing to me. I don't care what they have. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it, does, it doesn't. I look like doing it. And sometimes, sometimes I've had people say, hey, man, how come you didn't say anything about my car? I'd be like, because I really don't <laughs> care about it. You know, if, if you make a payment, it's the bank's car. If you, if you have a mortgage, it's the bank's house. It doesn't, mm. nothing personal. And I know they hate when, I'm pretty much sure they hate when you talk like that to them. I'm like, why are you mad at me? I'm literally asking him, why are you mad at me? Am I saying something wrong? Am I lying to you or something? I try to get them to realize why they're upset and why they're mad at me. But Mm. they can't be because I'm right. Mm. You know know, know what it made me think about? Because, like, I mean, they're kind of similar to, like, slavery. And, you know, I'm going to use, like, pretty much like Harriet tell me, you know, once she escaped, and, you know, she looked at this. I mean, I'm just using this as an example. You know, what if she could have looked at the slaves and be like, you know, you're a slave. I'm free. You you know, you're a slave or whatever. But, you know, they looking at her like, I'm not a slave. You know, I still get fed. Um, I still get clothed. Master still clothed me. But, you know, you know, the, the compare that to like being, like you say, being in debt and, you know, that's not their vehicle. That's not their car. They got a mortgage on it. They got a, you know, the bank own the car. You know, they don't, they don't see it because they're in, you know, they are the slaves. You know what I'm saying? So they are the slaves, but you, you don't been a slave. Now you a free slave. You get what I'm saying? And so you can see both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't, and so like for example, everybody that has student loans, 
They're a slave. You can't even bankrupt student loans. So until you pay that off, you're a slave for the rest of your life. Mm. You will you will die with student loans if you don't pay them off. Even that's not enough to scare people. Mm. They're slaves. But you, if you call that person a slave, they won't know. So, like, social media is horrible now because everybody gets on social media. Everybody's happy, going on vacation, spending money, buying cars, this and that. And so, when if somebody, if all the people in debt matrix think the same way. So, if they're on social media watching this stuff, they feel like, damn, look at all those people having all this fun. They must have money. Not realizing they're in debt too. They're just showing you. Showing you the happy moments. Oh, they're on vacation, but not realizing they gotta hurry up, get off that vacation, get back to work because they got bills to pay. They're in debt. <laughs> they're just a slave on vacation. Mm-hmm. They're just a slave on vacation. Slave on vacation. Wow. That's it. That's the truth. Their master let them go for. Their master let them go out for two or three weeks, have fun, come mm-hmm. on back. You gotta get back to the slave camp. And, you, got, you, got bills and you know what? That's terrible. You know, and I, I you know what? I'm trying to get out that that slave plantation too. You know, as far as in corporate job, <laughs> and so you know, I'm still transitioning, still new, but um, you know, well, that, it, and it's crazy. Now, now having a job is not not a slave because if you're debt free and you have a job, you have to earn money. Okay? Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you have to get some money. Okay. Right? So you're not really a slave. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can just say, "Hey, I don't like, I don't like the conditions you have here. I'm leaving." Goodbye. Okay, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Right, that... So you're not a slave. You're mm-hmm. not a slave. But people that, because you hear people get on social media all the time, they're like, "Oh man, I hate my job. They do this. They're so bad to me. If they're so bad, leave. Just leave. <laughs> you, why don't you leave? Because you're in debt. You can't. You're yeah. a slave. Stop is... treating you like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? That is that is so true. That is so true. Because you know, and you, can, and you know a lot of, you know, a lot of the uh, managers or directors, you know, they, you know, they can talk to you any kind of way. And I hear a lot of people, and, and it to me it seems like, especially like at places like, make, and it could be for any any job, but you know, I have heard people be like, man, I just don't feel like going in, and I don't like this manager, uh-huh. uh, you know, but uh-huh. they still there though, you know. And like you said, you know, they just now they just got this new car, now they gotta pay, you know, so they gotta stay there now. So they gotta stay. They gotta and stay there. They, this, was, this is what they don't see. Like if they get a job, like if I was a if I was a owner of a business and I hired somebody to work for me and they came pulled up in a brand new car, you know what I would think? I own that person for the next five years. Mm. That's what I would think. Mm. They're not going anywhere. They got a car note to pay now. And especially around the holiday, I had a um, family member. <clears throat> uh, he was work. He worked at one of the factories, and he was like, "Man, they working me like a slave because it's the holidays." So you know, now they got to get them packages out. And so I'm like, "But he still got this, you know, car note. So he got to go. He, you know, he just got to go." So <laughs> and so you know, it, he doesn't even hear what, he what he's saying. They're yeah. working me like a slave. He's saying it out loud, and yeah. he doesn't still doesn't hear what he's saying. <laughs> That's yeah. how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like you put yourself in, you know, it could be for anybody, but, you know, you put yourself in that kind of predicament to be, I mean, like you said, they may not know it consciously, but, <clears throat> you know, you make that choice, but like you said, now you locked in to be a slave for the next five to six years, really. You really are. I would, well, not, say, I would not say that they're 
fit in a work, regular working world today because if I had a job, right, and I had a manager that spoke to me a, a, a bad way of work, I would say, oh, okay, hey, can I have a meeting with you? And I would have a meeting with that manager or boss and say, hey, don't speak to me like that again. I would tell them that. <laughs> don't talk to me like that again. Yeah, that's right. If you do, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And I would say it professionally. Don't speak to me like that ever again unless I'm leaving. Gonna say you can only talk like a boss when you're debt free, huh? Well, you can talk. You talk with respect. It's a business, so you, yep. if I did something wrong, you say, "Hey, Mr. Young, you did this wrong. Correct it, please." Okay, cool. I'll do it. But you just go off and start cussing and doing crazy, saying crazy things. Uh, uh-uh, you can't do that. No, yeah. don't do that. Mm-hmm. But people accept it because they're in debt and they're scared to lose the job, so they accept it. Mm. It's that simple. Mm. Now, um, I know we're about to get ready, you know, wrap it up and everything with this interview. <clears throat> now, do you do you have any goals for 2019 for yourself? Like, do you, I mean, do you participate in, like? Yeah, yeah, my goal is, so you kind of hit the, you hit the, uh, hit the line, hit it right on the head earlier. I want to, I'm trying to, I'm going to reach out to other people that are like-minded like myself so I can get in front of, uh, students, uh, other people that are ready to hear this message, either via the internet, I'm going to uh, put more money into marketing so people mm. can, somebody that's very good at marketing people, get me out there because mm-hmm. that's my next, uh, that's what I need because people, like you say, you go to my YouTube video, my YouTube video and I, are, I have low views, it's because people don't know I'm out here, that's mm-hmm. all. So once they, once they hear me speak, once they hear me talk, I know it'll grow fast. Now what about um? I know on Instagram they have the uh, promote button. Do you ever do you ever promote any of your posts? Uh yeah, I pro I, I I tried promoting. I did a lot of it last year, mm-hmm. uh, 2018 and 17, but it didn't seem to yield okay. uh, the results that I wanted. But again, maybe I'm marketing wrong. I don't okay. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and you, not familiar with marketing. You know, and I think that's one of my um. Well, I know for sure that's one of my goals too. Is try to you know, like you said, reach out and get more learning marketing and just get someone who can help me market my podcast and my business too. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I I have tried to promote, and like you said, it it just didn't seem like it was catching on. I don't know if it may be me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but it just seemed like it wasn't catching. It still don't seem like it's catching on as much, you know. So, well, it's just like I said, just marketing. It's got to. Somebody that I don't want to, I don't want to learn marketing. I'm gonna just find somebody that's really good at okay. it and do it. Yeah. You know, and 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 when I and when I hire somebody, and this is gonna sound funny, I'm gonna hire somebody that that is doing it because they're passionate for them. So I'm gonna ask to see their personal credit report to see if they're doing it out of desperation for money, mm-hmm. or they're doing it out to 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 uh to to. to Yes, sir. The passion, the consistency, you know, you can tell that it's all there. You know, you can tell that you ain't just trying to do this, you know, just to try to 
you know, start something, you know what I'm saying? Just start something out the blue. I mean, you can tell it, you're passionate about doing it. You're passionate about getting people on the right track. And, you know, I was, like I said, you attracted me to it. I, you know, I, I don't remember which video it was, but I came across the YouTube channel. And, you know, I heard you talking about, you know, being in debt. I was like, you know what? I was, you know, that used to be me right there, you know? And, you know, I'm still trying to learn, you know, when I had found the channel, I was like, you know what? I'm still, I need to know more about this. And, you know, I just need to hear this guy's story. And so that's how I came upon your channel. And, you know, ever since then, I think what well, been like a year, maybe two years. Well, it's 2019 now. So like two years. So I still been following your channel. So I know, you know, more recently over the months, you know, I've been trying to keep in with you with the lives, you know, with the live feed mm -hmm. and stay connected. I'm not, I'm not sure. Cause see, I, I never really did a live, but you know, may, I mean, maybe, I don't know if you do a recording every time. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe try a recording and see how that works. But I know like no, most I, of the time I, 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 do, I do both. I do both. Oh, okay. Saying, is there something about live that, that, that makes you interested more than a pre-recorded one? Mm, well, yeah, live, because see, I can get a chance, you know, w once I get the notification, you know, I just go ahead and click it and go ahead and start interacting with you. And I mean, gotcha. to, okay. to me, yeah, uh, a lot of the YouTube followers that I, you know, watch and I feel like our mentors, you know, I try to go ahead in and, you know, join the live if I can, if I'm available at the time. Gotcha. And then uh, gotcha. if I, if not, then I just go back and watch the video later that day or whenever I have time and try to, you know, interact with them. Gotcha. So, but gotcha. yeah, I like both okay. recordings and live feed. So, okay. but um, okay. do you, do you want to, I know, like I said, I know we're pretty good to wrap this interview up. Would you like to, um, Put out your social media information, how people can reach out to you. Yeah, uh, I can be reached at uh, Instagram, Daddy My Daddy, on Facebook, Daddy My Daddy, DaddyMyDaddy.com. And if you want to uh, set up an appointment with me to schedule a, a meeting, I can be reached at DaddyMyDaddy at gmail.com. All right, so there and you have. All right, so there you have it, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this interview. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please tune in to the next episode, and that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. All right, thank you, Ulysses. All right.